You're listening to the Farbringen with Rabbi Levi Avzan on 101.9 High FM. It's just awful, really, DJ. It's awful. It's just it's miserable. It's just impossible. This is 101.9 High FM. My name is Rabbi Levi Avzan, associate Rabbi Leakesville Child, and I'm not talking about the way he's controlling the show today. He's doing a great job. I'm talking about freedom. See, freedom is miserable. Freedom is awful. Now, why? Because you have to take responsibility. So, today we want to talk about freedom. It's a topic that has been rehashed a million times. And personally, in my life, no matter how many times I rehash it, I still feel like there's so much more I need to do in order to really internalize the concept of freedom. Think about it. There's various holidays throughout the year, various Jewish holidays throughout the year, and each one has a theme, whether it's joy, whether the theme is... Yeah, happiness, okay, but happiness is similar to joy. Um, accepting God as king, atonement, unity, light, values. Each holiday has its theme. But there's a reason why Passover resonates the world over and it's probably the most famous Jewish holiday. Maybe only second to Yom Kippur. Everyone's heard of Passover. Why? First of all, it has a great narrative. It's a great story. Jews in the ancient Egypt, ten plagues, blood, frogs, lice, wild animals, the sea split. It's an awesome story. I mean, seriously, it's great. The other reason is because it really resonates with us, this concept of freedom, liberation, liberty. Mandela wrote the book, The Long Road to Freedom. The word freedom has a very good feel to it. Free. How many songs have the lyrics of freedom, free, liberated? Those words, like I remember watching a talk where they say that words have a taste. For authors and speakers, writers, often that people have passion for words, words have a texture. Some words have a sweet, some words are very heavy. Makes sense, right? The word liberty, the word freedom has this very sweet, expansive, it's just like... It tastes so wonderful. We all want a part of it. When you hear the word freedom, you want to run to it. Besides, I'm not talking about when people say, you know, like the store announces that everything in the store is free that day. Yeah, that everyone runs for. Just the concept of freedom sounds so alluring, so tempting, so exciting. Societies for years have craved freedom in this country itself. The Jewish people are, for thousands of years, have begged for freedom, and we're still begging for the redemption for freedom. Freedom is a fantasy, a utopia, an incredible thing to look forward to. True? But there's a downside to freedom, and that is, when you're a slave, you have someone to blame for your sorrows. When you're free, you can't blame anybody. So give you an example. Let's talk practical. Let's say you didn't have the most loving mother on the planet. And unfortunately, many people might not have loving parents, loving mother, etc. So later on in life, you find yourself struggling to love, to show affection, to feel affection. People that haven't had love in their younger years, specifically from a mother, will struggle to feel connection and love. 
Now, if they choose to adopt freedom, freedom means you can't blame anybody else for your problems because you're absolutely free to do what you want. So which one's easier, to blame or to be free? If you blame, then you could get away with it. Say, listen, but you know, I don't know, I never got love. I didn't grow up in a functional home, honey, sorry. I don't know how to treat you well, so I'm going to beat you up every day because that's the only way I know how to treat my spouse because that's just the way I grew up. Sorry, I grew up in a broken home. I didn't see good role models, so I'm just going to be abusive to the people around me. That's a slave. Why? Because you're saying that there's parts of your personality that are out of your control. So then who does control them? If you can't control your anger, so who does? Somebody else. Your parent. Your teacher that wasn't nice to you 25 years ago. Your environment. Your society. Your culture. Your religion. Whatever it is. So you're not free. When I say the words, I can't do X, Y, and Z. And I'm obviously, you know, like if I can't be the world's best singer, that's not a slavery. That's just a reality. But when I'm saying I can't do something, for example, I can't be a better person. I can't show love. I can't be vulnerable. I can't develop a relationship with God. Who's holding you back? In other words, there is somebody or something or some idea which is enslaving you. But if you were free, then there's no excuse. No, nothing's holding you back. So which one's easier, to be free or to be a slave? Freedom is terrible. Because it means you're responsible for every single decision you make. You cannot blame anybody for anything that you do. <laughs> because then at least some parts of your personality are free or are slaved. If you want to be a 100% free person, then every choice you make during the day has to be out of your own free choice, out of your own objective mind not because you're just programmed not because instinctively that's what you know not because that's the way you grew up when I just follow what's easy for me so you know somebody irritates me I get irritated I'm a slave to my irritation I'm a slave to whatever trigger I have in me that gets me irritated if I get angry if I get jealous if I get anxious if I get stressed out I'm a slave to that. That means, you know, have you ever been stressed out? DJ, you don't know what I'm talking about. You're a guy that smiles all day. Yeah, I get it. But like, if, for, for people like me that sometimes we get stressed out, you literally get overtaken by this tense energy. It's tangible. When somebody's tense and stressed out, you could actually feel it. It's oozing out around them. They're consumed by something else, not them. They've allowed themselves to be hijacked by a different energy. Hijacked. I'll ask you a question. How much of your heart do you own? In other words, 
how much of your heart is your feelings and how much of it are, are feelings that are out of your control? So it's in somebody else's control. You, you, you have a house, right? You live in a house. Imagine you came home tonight and there was 50 squatters in your house. What would you do? You'd kick them out or you'd call the police. How many squatters are in your heart? How many feelings that don't belong there are in there? And we feel that we have no control to get them out. It's almost like squatters. Our heart has been hijacked from us. Like, and, and, and sometimes using an analogy is just a way to visualize. I want you to visualize your heart. And ask yourself, imagine the heart as this compact little package full of feelings. Feelings like love or, heaven forbid, hatred. How many of the feelings in there are yours? In other words, that you develop them, that are what you want to be. How many of the feelings did you create out of your free choice? And how many of the feelings have hijacked you from the outside for whatever reason? I'd argue. For many of us, myself included, I don't own my whole heart. There's a lot of feelings that I don't choose to feel. They just they, they overwhelm me based on things that happened to me in my life, based on things that I have no idea how they developed, based on society, based on impulse. So am I free if I can't even tell myself what to feel? <laughs> Think about it. If our feelings control us, then we're not free. We're slaves. We're slaves to feelings, which are not necessarily in our best interest. A lot of our feelings are not good for us. Hatred, jealousy, vengeance. So do we own ourselves? I'd argue it's so much easier to be a slave at least emotional slavery, than to be emotionally free. And that's why every year, when it comes closer to Pesach, we have to ask ourselves, does that word liberation resonate just because it has this allure and fantasy about it? Or do we really want to become free? I'd argue, for me, I'm not sure I want to become free in every part of me. There's certain habits and certain feelings I have that I'd like to stay that way. It makes my life easier. It's so much easier to blame. But Pesach comes and screams, it's time to be free. It's time to be free. For the song, which we usually play at 20 past, I chose a beautiful song, one of my favorite songs from Miami Boys Choir. It's called Sunshine, a beautiful song in English, slow melody I hope you enjoy. And we'll be back right after that with talking again about how awful freedom is. This is 101.9 Chai FM. You're listening to the Farbringen with Rabbi Levi Avzad on 101.9 Chai FM. 101.9 Chai FM, this is Rabbi Levi Avzad from Linksfield Shul, and we are here on Chai FM, the Farbringen show every Tuesday from 1 to 2 in the afternoon. SMS 34519, email on air at chaifm.com and WhatsApp at 0618951019 one nine and tweet at Chai FM. Okay. So you've heard this before. This story goes like this. Children are so free and liberated and fantastic. And us adults, as we get older, we become inhibited, frozen, 
closed up, bottled up, with no room of self-expression. And kids are just so liberated. And you've often heard this. I've heard this a million times. We have to become children again. Be liberated. Don't care what the world says. Be like a three-year-old. Really? Really? Is that the answer? Run around in your nappy? <laughs> like what exactly? You know, throw up wherever you want. Eat with your fingers stuffed in your ma- the mouth. And hey, I have wonderful young kids and I love them. But let's talk about that for a moment. Are kids really free? So yeah, you, you have that imagination. Kids running around the playground and having fun. But what happens when somebody takes their toy or gets in front of them online? It's mine! It's mine! Hey, one second. What happened? Why do kids cry so much? Because they cannot control their emotions. That is the definition of a child. The definition of maturity is that your mind develops and your mind starts controlling your heart. Let's talk a little mystical. We're told that the, the, the godly soul, the Yetzir Tov, the Nefesh Elokis, the godly soul, enters a boy at his bar mitzvah and is a girl at a bat mitzvah, 12 or 13 respectively. Now, what does that mean? Obviously, it begins to enter a childbirth or a circumcision, but it, it fully enters during the bar bat mitzvah period, or rather, st- it enters a new stage of development. We're told that the spiritual soul, the godly souls in the mind, and the animal soul, the part within us that's very animalistic and petty, is in the heart. So when a child is born, their animal is very developed. In other words, their instinct. They make sure that they get food, otherwise they won't survive. So they'll cry, they'll scream, they'll make sure that they get to sleep, and they make sure that they're cleaned, etc., 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 And only at young adolescence does the journey begin where the mind now has to take over. And that's why actually most adolescents, most teenagers are crazy. Now, sorry, forgive me. Um, but there are, I I was, we're all teenagers once upon a time. Um, some of us still are. And we're crazy. Why? Because just try to imagine for 13 years, 10 years, whatever, your heart was dominated and pretty much allowed your emotions to control. And now this new element is coming in, and that is the objective mind. The objective mind, which is think for yourself. Don't only act upon feelings, act upon logic, act upon independent thought. The problem is it takes a long time for the mind to take over. And that's why for five to 10 years, or for some people, 50, 60 years, they're crazy because the transition between being an emotional being to becoming hopefully an intellectual being with emotions, but um, a person whose intellect controls their emotions is a hard journey. Never thought of it that way. So that's what happens to teenagers. They were heart. By the time they're adults, they'll have a mind to control the heart, but the transition from being a heart that feels whatever it wants, scream, cry, shout, uh, it's mine, I want this, I want that, go to the store, ask for 5,000 toys, don't think about anything, don't think that your parents have feelings, I hate you, whatever. 
to becoming an adult where you have independent thought, where you think on your own two feet, where you control your emotions, is a very long, hard journey. That's why kids don't get married, other than the fact that it's illegal. But why is it illegal at the core? Kids, young teenagers, why? Because their mind hasn't developed. You cannot have a relationship with somebody until you regulate your emotion. Because otherwise, it's going to be fireworks. Agree. It's going to be fireworks. If there's no mindfulness, it's fireworks. You know, the famous uh, thought that they share at weddings, that the word man in, in Hebrew is ish, and woman is isha. And they both have the same letters, Aleph and Shin. But one difference is that the man has the letter Yud, and the woman has the letter Hey. Now, the words Yud and Hey together equal God's name. But what's interesting is that not... So basically the thought is, let me just finish the thought, that if you have God in a marriage, then you have a great marriage. If not, you take the Yud and the Hey out, you're left with Eish, which is fire. Fire and fire, explosion. That's the thought. But the deeper thought is that within God himself, within God's names, there's various different names. The name of God that's Yud and He, Ka, is the name of God of intellect. In the words of mysticism, Chachma and Bina. In other words, a man and a woman, in order to make a marriage work, need to have intelligence. Godly intelligence. They have to have intelligence. When there's no mind, then there's fire. And unfortunately, why do many marriages fall apart? Because one or two of the people in the couple cannot control their emotions. And therefore, they're impossible to live with. They say inappropriate things. They do inappropriate things. Their their feelings are all over the place. They're impossible to contain. They're stressed out. They're angry. They're jealous. They're vindictive. They're suspicious. They're paranoid. You can't live like a person with a person like that. But two mature people who control their emotions, who sit there saying, oh, I know my heart right now wants to feel angry and irritated and wants to run into a cave and cry for myself. I feel so sorry for myself. But my mind is telling me, hey, grow up. See, a child can't do that because their mind hasn't developed. A teenager is in transition period. So sometimes they get it right and they're just lovely. And sometimes the heart takes over and then it's miserable. And ask any parent of a teenager or anybody who remembers how they were as a teenager and they'll remember that there were certain times you absolutely felt out of control. But hopefully, once we hit our 20s, and people today say 30 is the new 20s, so maybe once you hit your 50s or your 30s, hopefully you finally learned how to control, to relegate. And only then can you achieve freedom. Only then can a person achieve freedom once they've allowed themselves to control their emotions. And it's only then that they could take responsibility. Because as we said, freedom is responsibility. So what happens once your mind develops? Get married. You have children. You get a job. 
all the stuff that till now were held back for you, you hopefully you were able to live in a safe environment and, you, and you, you, your parents raised you and they supported you and you went to school and the government made sure that you got an education, etc., 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 up to a certain point. The moment your mind develops and you have a brain, in other words, you have the power of choice, you're not just an impulsive, instinctive being, but rather a mindful decision-making being, that moment you can take on life. That's the definition of being an adult. But interesting, so who's more free? The kid who has no responsibilities, kids aren't married, kids don't need to support themselves in most healthy societies. Who's more free? Like, you know, p- couples love quetching. Men and women love quetching. Oh, I got married. Now I'm a slave to my wife. I'm a slave to my husband. Blah, blah, blah. First of all, you chose to. <laughs> Second of all, are you really a slave? Do you want to become a child again? Children are slaves. They cannot feel. They cannot be. Sorry, they cannot control their feelings. They're just emotional. Adults are free. And when you're free, that's when you could get to take on the incredible, beautiful responsibilities as parenting and relationships and jobs. That's not slavery. That's freedom. Because only a free person's mature enough to take them on. And they can only be done by a mature person. An immature person, an emotional mess, cannot have a relationship. And you all know those people in your life, and you might, not, might be that person, that you're an emotional, either you or that person is an emotional mess. You can't have a relationship with an emotional mess. Even though they seem so free, they could scream, they could shout, ah! That's not free, that's a slave. Freedom is control. When you control yourself, you're free. Think about it, that's so counterintuitive. A person who just does whatever they want is a slave. A person who does what they objectively choose to do with their free choice, they do it because it's right and because they're controlling themselves, is free. But that's not the way you see it. How does that song go? I remember the, the, the lyrics, no right, no wrong, no rules for me, I'm free. That's not free. No right, no wrong, no rules for me, I'm free. No, you're not. You're a slave. If there's no right, if there's no wrong, and you just do whatever you want, and you have no rules, you're a slave. You're just an emotional mess. But if you have rules, you took on the job, there's rules. You took on a marriage, there's rules. You have children, there's rules. You're a member of society, there's rules. You, You are a member of... A community, there's rules. Everything you go into, the more mature you are, the more rules you take upon yourself, not the less rules. If you're totally crazy, then there's no rules. You do whatever you want. You walk down the street and scream whatever you want. You could, you could act like an absolute lunatic and nobody's going to hold you accountable. But if you're a mature person, if you're a free person, that's how many rules you take. And that's why many people see religion 
as slavery. Eh, religion, man, I'm telling you, it's just a waste of time. You guys are slave. What did the Karl Marx say? The opium of the masses. You just rely on it. No! Taking rules on your life is freedom. Having no rules in life is anarchy. It's emotional all over the place. Principles and rules is what govern maturity. You need rules in life. There's rules. There's rules the way you talk to your spouse. There's rules the way you raise your kids. There's rules for everything. There's rules how to eat. Age, I want to be free. Oh, I see a pot over here. Let me stick my teeth in and bite a potato. Just eat whatever I want and have... And, and have Oh, it reminds me of a terrible, like a stupid joke, but it's good. So, this, so the, the, there was a shlamazel. A shlamazel is a guy that just can't get the act together. So the shlamazel shows up to work one day, and the, per, and the, per, the boss turns to him and says, I know what you ate for breakfast this morning. He says, what? So the, the, the boss looks at him, and he sees his shirt all filthy. He says, you ate tomato sauce and eggs. He says, no, boss, that I ate yesterday. <laughs> Okay, you could be all over the place. You could wear the same shirt for three days and have an absolute mess and look like a total schlamazel. That's not free. That's not free. You're listening to 101.9 High FM. You're listening to the Farbringen with Rabbi Levi Avzan on 101.9 High FM. I said by the beginning of the show, it, it's a tough concept. I could explain it to you from today till tomorrow. It's still a hard concept to, get in, to digest, to internalize, to process. Because ugh, rules don't feel free. Maturity doesn't feel free. When we look at kids running around the playground, they feel so free. But us adults, we're slaves. We have so much responsibility. We have to support our family. No. Maturity is freedom. Maturity is freedom. A mind that controls a heart is freedom. And that's why Passover starts in a week Friday night. The night after Pesach starts, we don't even wait one minute, literally the night after Pesach starts, we start counting down 49 days to the next holiday, the holiday of the giving of the Torah, of the Ten Commandments, Shavuot. And for 49 days, we have a commandment to count every single day, the counting the Omer. And I ask you a question, why do we have to count for the next holiday of Shavuot while it's still Passover? Just enjoy the party now. I understand. Imagine you're sitting at, 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 at a party and all you could talk about is the next party you're going at. So you're sitting at your friend Jack's wedding and all you could talk about is Joe's wedding in two weeks' time. Hey! Have a little sensitivity. Poor Passover. I mean, seriously. The, 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 within 24 hours after it started, we're already saying, hey, Pesach, never mind. Cheerio. See you next year. We're focusing on Shavuot. Why? Because... Freedom without values, in other words, Pesach without Shavuot, because Shavuot's when we got the Torah, the values. Freedom without responsibility is not freedom. They are married to each other. They are not only married, they're one. Because freedom by definition is rules and responsibilities. You cannot be free without responsibility. That's not free. 
And that's why Moshe Rabbeinu Moses, when he took the Jewish people out of Egypt, immediately he tells them, start counting down for the next holiday, because let me tell you, my brothers and sisters, you cannot achieve freedom without the values. If you don't have a moral compass, if you don't know what's right and what's wrong, if you don't have a God in your life to tell you what's right and what's wrong, you will have no idea how to control yourself. You will have no idea how to be free. Imagine, imagine you're in the sea and you have no compass, you have no idea where you're going. So you're just sitting on the boat and you're going right, left, forwards, backwards. How long until you go insane? But what do you mean? I'm free. I'm free, baby. I'm free. I can do whatever I want. Really? You're not free. You're all over the place. You'll get lost in the Atlantic Ocean for the rest of your life. What's freedom? How do you actually have a great time on the sea? You have a compass and a map. And you follow the map. And then you have a great experience taking a boat across the ocean. If you want to be artsy, right? You want to be an artist. And you just look at the wall and you start painting all over the place. Well, some people call that modern art. But real art has rules. Da Vinci had rules. Michelangelo had rules. There was rules to the art. He didn't just paint all over the place. There was rules. There was proportion. There was color. There was contrast. And a bunch of other fancy words. So, was Michelangelo a slave? Were the greatest artists slave to their profession? No, they were ultimate free people. They were able to create the most beautiful paintings by following the rules. And the truth is everything. I mean, think about sport. I'm playing soccer, but I'm playing it without any rules. Then you're not playing soccer. What are you playing? You're just kicking a ball around, and you're not sure if you're supposed to cook it that way or that way. You're not sure. Like, what? But no, I don't want rules. No rules. There's no out of bounds. There's no such a thing. I could kick the ball wherever I want. If I kick it in my net or your net, I get points anyway. It makes no difference. You can't play a game like that. No, but I'm free. I'm free. And, but as I said earlier, do we really permeate ourselves with this idea? Do we an, allow ourselves to be, to digest and to be permeated, to be, oh gosh, I'm looking for the word, to fully internalize this concept that freedom happens to us when we take on responsibility, when we embrace maturity. When we're not free-spirited. You know that expression, free spirit? Well, free-spirited people are not really free because they're all over the place. But people who live a responsible, mature life are the true free spirits. Here on 101.9 Chai FM. You're listening to The Farbringen with Rabbi Levi Avzan on 101.9 Chai FM. So when you're sitting and crunching that yummy matzah, have you ever tasted matzah? Oof, you should. Matzah is delicious. Ten, ten, oh wow, it's starting to rain, huh? As we sit here in the studio, it's raining. It's a blessing. Just please God that you rain in Cape Town as well. 
Oh, wow, it's hailing as well. Sorry, I'm getting distracted. When we sit and crunch that matzah, and I encourage you that at least for those Passover Seder to not only eat matzah, but to eat handmade shmurah matzah. Handmade, tremendous attention and tremendous um, beauty and, and a tradition that's been going for thousands of years. Those round matzahs, you could reach out to your local rabbi and get some handmade shmurah matzah. When you sit and bite into that crunch, as your teeth are breaking, <laughs> taste freedom. Taste it. It's the only mitzvah of the year, really, that you have a mitzvah to eat something, a specific thing, a biblical commandment, to eat a specific food. And you sit there and you're taking this flour and water, that's what it is, and you're crunching it and eating it. <sighs> I'm telling you, it's, if, you never, if you never did it before, exercise your teeth before. No, just kidding, it's fine. Um, and you, you digest and as you internalize it, try to internalize this concept that freedom isn't easy. It's rewarding. Freedom is much harder than slavery because responsibility is much harder than blaming. As long as I am blaming other people or other things for the way I am, I'm a slave. The moment I embrace responsibility for my decisions, I embrace responsibility for my destiny, the moment I can look at my wife or my husband and say, I'm sorry for the way I'm behaving, there is no excuse, I will get better at this. I'm not going to look for excuses the way I behave because excuses is slavery. I one time heard that there's three different paths in heaven. It's a, it's, a, it's a joke. Don't take me seriously, okay? So everyone heard that there's heaven and hell, right? But then there's a middle path. See, heaven, so goes the philosophy, which isn't true, but it's a, it, it, just try to imagine it for a moment. Heaven is for the people that don't need excuses. Hell is for the people that don't have excuses. But the worst place to go to is the place that you go to where you have excuses. Why? Because it's very much like heaven. It's exactly like heaven, this place. Sit there, relax, do whatever you want. But around the room, there's a bunch of screens. Apple TVs. And they're broadcasting the entire day the life that you could have had if you didn't look for excuses. In other words, if we decided to take responsibility for our own life, what kind of life would we have? And the saying goes that the screams that come out of this room are louder than the screams that come out of hell. In other words, to be able to look at yourself and say, gosh, if only I stopped blaming my mother, my father, my grandmother, my teacher, and I actually took responsibility for my own destiny, how free would I be? The greatest slavery is when we don't realize that we are responsible for our own choices, when we blame others for who we are. But the second we say, I'm free, and what's f I'm free to become anything I want to become, and I'm free to make any choice I want. I'm free to be mature despite all the hardships I've been through. That's the greatest freedom of all. 
And once we embrace that freedom, in many ways we embrace redemption itself. We embrace God and we embrace our purpose in this world. That each and every one of the 7 billion people on this world should take responsibility for their actions, make a difference, and be the ambassador to the world that God put us in this world for, to be. So all it takes, literally, is the awareness that I can do my purpose and stop blaming others if I can't, for the fact that I think I can't. Okay, I'm going to free you now. This is 101.9 Chai FM. My name is Rabbi Levi Afsin, Associate Rabbi Linksfield Shul. Thank you, DJ. Thank you, Chai FM. Please go out back next week. Have a great holiday tomorrow. Just relax, chill. Have a great one. And please, God, the weather should bring awesome things to all of us. The world should be a great world. And this week should be just a world, a week of blessing for you, your family, and for the entire world. Have a great Shabbat, a great week.